This is Heavy Conversation with Bruce and Jody, a podcast where we talk about being a big guy in today's world. I'm Bruce. And I'm Jody. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, here we go. Here we go. What's up, Bruce? Hey, Jody. I, I'm, I'm preparing myself for Uh-oh. tonight. Tonight. Uh, as we're recording this, uh, Dr. Strange comes out oh, this yeah. evening. Dr. Strange 2. So I'm, you know, very excited to go. Is it at midnight or is it it's, like so you know how they they always say you know begins Friday da, 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 da. well yeah. they now start them on Thursdays especially these like Marvel and DC movies uh-huh. and all that so I'm excited to uh, go and geek out uh, at the movie theater mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it'll be like me and 200 of my closest friends right so. is that the one where uh, what's her name is it Wanda or what what is her no, yes the yes lady from WandaVision was, was going to be yeah. in yes it is okay okay yes and uh, i've been like seeing weird like things and i'm like wait i'm confused who what's going on who's in this yeah so i haven't seen the trailer i don't think so benedict cumberbatch is yeah uh dr strange um directed by sam raimi who is phenomenal uh did uh the first two uh spider-man movies the mm-hmm. the old school spider-man I like, movies i don't uh, even know what we're on number infinity and beyond the, yes the evil dead movies he's 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 amazing and uh, i'm very excited to see this is supposed to have some pretty awesome horror elements to it oh. so it's not just you know for a uh, comic pop culture geek like me it's also okay. got some of this stuff in it um but if you're really into the the geekiness and the the comic side of things then uh, there are some surprises that are supposed to be part of it that uh, are going to be really exciting and nice. i uh sometimes read the spoilers because it doesn't ruin it for me mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. because reading about it is not the same thing as actually being in the yeah. theater and seeing a thing sometimes so, I, I really try hard to like I don't I can't be on social media put blinders on right because someone's going to post about it and then I'll be like oh man exactly and I'll do that with especially with tv shows if I know a show is going to be on and I am going to watch it the day it comes out it's like okay no social media I can't read any news nothing Mm -hmm. because so many news sites spoil that stuff in their titles and yeah I mean like oh well I guess I don't need to watch that now your company should be shut down if you spoil (laughs) it in the title yeah yes but I digress. So I'm very excited. Today is the is so. The day. But it, does it come out at a normal time or is it midnight? So it comes out. It, it starts today at like 3 p.m. Okay. So in the afternoon, and they start. You know, they yeah. have like tons and tons yeah, of yeah. showings. It'd so be on every screen and every theater. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's going to be everywhere. I'm excited to see it. See how they uh, bring in some new characters, bring back some old characters that we haven't seen in a long, long time, and yeah. uh, kind of push things forward. You I mean, know, it's. Yeah. yeah that'll be good the last movie i saw was the anything anywhere all the time or whatever the hell that one was i heard called. that was amazing oh my god it's amazing yeah yeah i still need to i want to try and go see it again before it's out of theaters but is it it was doing it great everything everywhere all at once I, is yes. that it i don't know something like that everyone yeah. knows what i'm talking about but. they do they do yeah and <laughs> so what i what i uh, I heard a podcast talking about it and they were like, we can't say much about it because it will spoil. Oh yeah. There's, you know, so, so, so going, much, but yeah. Yeah. So going in, not really knowing what it's about sounds like the way to, to hit I mean, it. Even the trailer, you're just like, what am I about to see? And it, yeah, it blew my mind. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah so um, this week uh, looks like we're going to discuss um, 
I happened to cross an article uh, on the Atlantic by a writer named Amanda Mull. Uh, it's called What the Fitness Industry Doesn't Understand. And uh, basically, a new generation of fitness instructors teaches simple skills that make a difference. Why is beginner level exercise treated like a niche? So it really dives into a lot of the things that we've talked about over the years uh, in different episodes about, um, especially for me, like how I have these issues with, um, with exercise and activity and, and um, how they kind of, uh, they go back to childhood and school and uh, not having the, the expertise or knowledge to just get out there and do these exercises and how yeah. that sticks with people over the years. And it makes, it makes physical activity intimidating, you know, and especially specific types of, of exercise and workouts, instead of finding joy in those things, it's something that a lot of people stay away from because this is how the industry has treated this stuff for so long and not even just the industry, but uh, government and all these other things. And it's, Oh yeah. Um, it is a long form article. It's on the Atlantic and I don't think they write short articles there. So uh, <laughs> it is definitely worth diving into. It came out April 27th of 2022. Um, and again, it's called what the fitness industry doesn't understand. And I thought we just kind of, uh, I wanted to, you know, talk about some of the, uh, the hit on a few of the notes that are in yeah. this article that I thought were really interesting. And, uh, you know, she's writing about, uh, people who are kind of changing the way that we look at um, exercise and activity. And uh, there's someone uh, with a uh, YouTube uh, page doing a bunch of videos that really um, works on figuring out how to make the basics of the basics of exercise more approach approachable, uh, taking away the shame and kind of, um, uh, you know, says he's the polar opposite of whoever lorded over your middle school physical education class. <laughs> so he is a gym teacher of, of sorts, and he has millions of followers on YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok because he's teaching a remedial PE course for adults from his Arkansas backyard. So in many of his videos, he's wearing a t-shirt and jeans instead of specialized athletic gear, and okay. he uses little to no equipment. And so a lot of what he's doing are super common exercises so squats lunges push-ups pull-ups with variations that are tailored to different capability levels so it really is kind of like the basic this is a place to start it says for someone who's never exercised at all a push-up might start as or might just be lying on your back and bench pressing the air to expand your range of motion so it's teaching you the absolute basics which is something that we just don't get well yeah i mean yeah like like you were saying, it 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 kind of goes back to those we were briefly talking beforehand about those those standardized tests that we had to do in gym class. You know, like some of these activities, I'm like, who can who can climb a rope like that? Just pull themselves up on a rope. Like there was one kid in our class that could do that, maybe two. Right. Like exactly. I mean, you're who has that upper body strength? Just in like you're a kid. Like, right and doing pull-ups and those weird stretches sure that weird box like there was just weird i'm like what yeah right right and that's yeah. how is this how is this really showing how fit we are none of these are like i don't know right it kind of misses the point and really if you're doing any of this stuff and you want to get to that point 
you have to work at it and you have to start somewhere. And so, uh, you know, what, what this person is doing is uh, uh, helping people kind of progress, you know, and so starting at, uh, at a very basic level and, and working up to uh, some of these different things. So being able to do the actual, uh, the push-up that uh, everybody knows, well, mm-hmm. you start by doing these different kinds of positions and different movements and you work toward that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where uh, another thing in the article that it says is uh, uh, that um, a lot of times what, um, what these, these companies that are uh, creating exercise instruction, they are expecting that, um, you know, everybody's going to be at the same level to start with that Mm -hmm. uh, they have the, uh, you know, the, the experience, uh, to know how to start doing all of these things. And it's just not something that, you know, it's just not something that is the case. Most people don't know how to do uh, different kinds of exercises or what you do with super intimidating. When you walk into that place in in a gym or whatever sort of thing, you're just like, where do like, where do I start? Right. Like that's how I feel every time I go in there, like I start a new routine or whatever. And I'm like, well, where do I start? Right. How do I use these machines equipment? properly so i don't hurt myself exactly and you know you don't want to look stupid doing it no you don't i don't because you know you've seen those videos of people using some of the equipment like totally not the way you're supposed to (laughs) it's like i don't know what is this i don't i don't understand these stick figures on the picture like sure and there's there's intimidation and shame kind of around that and i know for Mm -hmm. me that i i feel that if i come in and i you know, the times that I've gone to gyms or had a membership or something. And I, yeah. I've seen machines that I don't understand how to, how to use. And it, you know, it's, it, yeah. it keeps you away from it. And well, there's, and, they're, and they're, like you said, they're kind of, they're made for a different body type normally. Like they're not made for big bodies in general. Sure. So you gotta, you gotta really adjust things to make them even maybe come close to that. You can even use them. So right. they're starting at a, a weird base level that most people aren't even at. Yeah. And so in the article, it, it talks about uh, how lots of people seem to assume that their inability to uh, do sets of, of the basic exercise moves is an irreversible failure that's mm-hmm. uh, uh, been with them since they were in elementary school gym class. Yeah, uh, as for me, <laughs> not right, being able it, to do a single pull up was just like scarring. You're just like, what? How can, exactly? Why can't I do this? Most of the kids are doing these, you know, Maybe not a ton of them, but they're doing a few. Right, right. And so the fitness industry, uh, what they generally call a beginner is someone who's young and capable and wants to become more conventionally attractive or get swole or learn a trendy <laughs> workout. Yeah, bro. Uh, such as, yeah, right. Like a high intensity interval training kind of thing. And this is, all of this is in the, in the article and it's, uh, uh, you know, they, these, these workouts and these industry uh, these people in the industry and places that you can go, they don't, uh, you know, they don't offer a lot of the basics. It's basically like come back when you've developed the in- endurance and core strength to avoid barfing, crying, and injuring yourself in the first 10 minutes. Yep. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's definitely <laughs> like if you just want to be more capable and, uh, you know, she says in the article, if you just want to build a baseline of capability, uh, whether that's for hoisting your toddler, shaking off the stiffness of a desk job, or living independently as you age, there's not a lot out there for you. 
because it's also focused on getting ripped, you know? Yeah. And it's missing, it's missing an entire uh, audience that would be interested in this. It says more than three quarters of Americans uh, don't currently hit the CDC's recommended minimums for regular exercise. And uh, people just drop these like buzzy fitness things, you know, mm-hmm, there'll be something mm-hmm. that people are doing for a while and then they, they drop it for a ton of different reasons. Yeah. So, you know, there, there are demands for these kind of basic uh, services and basic options. And we, it's surprising when you think about it like that, that there just aren't more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it just need basic, like super, super basic, low intensity, slow exercise stuff to even get to the, you know, the baseline of where these other things start from. Like, I just want to be able to move my body comfortably, like do these activities to be active in some way. But when you like try to do some of those videos, I'm like, we're, we're still in the warm up phase. And I'm like, my face is beat red and I'm sweating. And I'm like, this, this is just the warm up. Right. Are you, are you kidding me? Totally. Like, this is no, no, it's not. This is insane. So one of my workouts today is to hoist this beer that I have in my hand. Ooh, yes. I mean, that's fine. You just yeah. do, do some curls. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Some reps. Yep. Yep. That's sit, that's sit it. in the chair and do some, some right. beer curls. Exactly. If I can get it up to my mouth, then I'm good to go. <laughs> yes. What do you, what you got, Bruce? So this week I have a beer called Beer for Hoops. And it Beer is from Off Color Brewing, which is in Chicago. Nice. Yeah. Hoops. And it is a cream ale with peach puree and vanilla beans added. Ooh, that sounds yummy. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, yeah, I, I think it does. It does sound uh, pretty interesting. It actually has um, lots of malts, lots of hops, and uh, it says a couple of secret ingredients, which they give away on the can so oh, i was like i don't want secret ingredients yeah right peach puree and vanilla beans and okay. it's a a session so it's five percent which i would say is a little stronger than a normal session there aren't they usually around four or mm. four and a half or lower yeah. but either way um i am not a big fan of beer with vanilla okay but this is very light um, the peach stands out a little more. It's very, it's very, very easy to drink. Uh, cream ale. I am a big fan of cream ales. I, I love cream ales, but uh, so this this really works, and it's it's they've done a good job. It's not uh, not too heavy, not too much vanilla. It's smooth and uh, very drinkable. Nice. And who that was from? Where again? It is from Off Color Brewing in Off-color. Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, mine, I have Brainsicle. Brainsicle. Okay. Uh, from Sasquatch Brewing. Oh, nice. Um, it's an IPA again, um, an easy drinking IPA fermented cold with a lager yeast. Crisp, Ooh. clean, and perfectly on trend. <laughs> but okay. Nice. This was, I think this one was from our, our uh, beer the beer run beer run where i forgot where we went but yeah uh belmont station belmont station sorry yeah yes so this is floral fruity citrusy clean and bitter on uh untapped you can follow along on there i'm going to try this little nice 
Yes. Tasty. That is got some bitter to it. (laughs) Well, there we go. Perfect. Stays with you. (laughs) Born and brewed and canned in Portland, Oregon. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Sasquatch. They have some, they have some good beers. Definitely worth uh, checking out. Thanks. Yeah. It's really, it's, it is pretty fruity, but it's wow. Yeah. Hmm. Very hoppy. Would you drink it? Would you drink it again? I know you're not a big Um, fan of hoppy, hoppy. Yeah. Probably on a sunnier, summery, summery day. Not like today. Which is not today. Not today. It was so nice yesterday. And then today I woke up and it was raining. So. Sure was. I uh, I rode 20 miles yesterday and good Lord, it hurt. It was, I was, I'm I don't know. 20? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know nice. what, I don't know what happened, but I, um, you don't know how you did 20 miles or well, no, I just, I mean, I've, you know, as I've been kind of riding again, it's I've, I've been doing longer rides like that, but this was the, I, I went a different way, you know, it was a different route oh, okay. and uh, I, my body was not ready. So, <laughs> you know, so yeah. When was the last time you did a big ride before that? Uh, it had been probably two weeks, something like okay. that. So uh, no, it wasn't like a long, long time. <laughs> picture time <laughs> yeah no it hadn't been too long i mean you know you gotta get your bike rides in between uh the storms between rain <laughs> right. so uh, hopefully it'll end soon but no it was it was fun to get out it was very nice it was you know I'm, I'm ready for summer now so you know it was good i uh i i went to sleep very early i slept 10 hours which i never really do so uh-huh. woke up felt refreshed and rested which my it was my body's way of telling me you should do this every night. So yeah, yeah, I've it's ha- hard. Haven't had one of those in a couple of days. I don't know what's been going on. Yeah, yeah. So back to back to exercise. Uh, something you had mentioned the presidential fitness test. Oh, is that what it was called? Yes, yes. The which presidential... president? Which president made us do that? So it was uh, a. A biannual quasi-military exercise developed in the 60s that required oh, children as young as six to, among other things, run a mile as quickly as possible, oh, yeah, yeah. do as many pull-ups as their little arms could handle, uh-huh. and get weighed, usually while all of their peers looked on. Oh, I don't remember I, that part. But. I remember, I remember, I'm trying to remember, I feel like I remember the, the weigh-in thing. I mean, when I was in elementary school, and we did this. I mean, I was I was in a small town in southern Illinois, so I don't know. I remember the presidential fitness stuff, so I, I definitely remember trying to uh, climb the rope. Mm-hmm. I remember the running. I remember push-ups. Uh, and I remember the stretching thing because I was and, not very flexible. Yeah, I feel like I remember the weight thing, but I can't. I can't be a hundred percent sure if that's just my mind, you know. Yeah, I don't but, remember that part. Yeah, so. Um, the criteria for passage, uh, varied over the years and in between tests, schools weren't required to teach kids anything in particular that would help them improve their score <laughs> right? on the skill components. Oh, well, great. So yeah, it was, uh, that's, she just says, put these arbitrary tests and, but don't actually give us anything to improve. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. And so, uh, the, the priorities of the system, uh, were, let's see, for example, kids deemed overweight couldn't fully pass the test, even if they outperformed their classmates. Uh-huh. Uh, the whole system was a big missed opportunity. Instead of engendering curiosity about physical activity and giving kids 
skills to build their capacity, PE separated them into physical haves and have nots, mm. which is, uh, and public health officials admitted as much when they discontinued the test in 2013. Oh. So uh, <laughs> she goes on to say, as it turns out, you can't just teach millions of children that exercise is painful, humiliating, or a punishment for their failures and expect them to swan into adulthood with healthy, moderate right. beliefs about their bodies, which is absolutely the point. Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting to think about that because yeah, PE for me was, was so just, much of that. Oh God, it was horrible. Yeah. It yeah. was humiliating, excruciating. And like, totally. none of it was fun. Right. Right. And like, like I've, yeah, I, I like can't it. remember what about it was ever fun. Like badminton maybe was fun. I didn't find like, much joy in it until high school when I could do the other random. Yeah. Yeah. Like badminton and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really didn't find joy in physical activity again until probably my late thirties. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was a long time to go from that horrible experience to where I'm at now, where I appreciate it more, uh, and, and being, being able to be physical and have, you know, do phys- mm-hmm. physical activities on my own terms. And that is, that's where I'm at with it personally now, but I mean, I lost what, two or three decades there because yeah. you know uh, because it it that experience as i was young sucked so um and there really wasn't anything else out there for so long that was like you know that was welcoming to people in that situation mm-hmm. and that's millions and millions of people in that situation yeah you know and they wonder yeah why it's an epidemic why no one what was it whatever that statistic was about how many people aren't getting you know, just the basic amount of movement or physical activity. Right. Like you, you did this, you did this to us. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Our government, you know, the fact that they didn't see, didn't think about any of this is, is Mm -hmm. surprising to me, but it also is, you know, it's reflective of so many other things in society and so many of the things that we're pushing against that Mm -hmm. are starting to change that have just been that way for, decades and decades so it's you know it's it's interesting to look back at that and it's also interesting to see how the fitness industry is kind of changing and amanda talks about this uh in her article you know Mm -hmm. about uh, gym teachers kind of piecing together curricula that are more encouraging and creative exercise gear that's available in a larger array of sizes and people who run fitness businesses have started to realize that shame might not be the best way to approach all of this (laughs) so uh yeah you know i mean that aside there's still tons of stereotypes and um it that sucks uh you know there's the whole idea in fitness that uh for you to be successful at this you have to be thin yeah uh, which is something that's still being pushed back against that that should not be the end goal of activity yeah absolutely i mean you can be fit no matter like yeah, you don't have to be thin to be fit. Like, right. There's plenty of big bodied people out there doing amazing things and being very active. Sure. Like, I don't, yeah. Right. And, and that was one of my, one of my complaints with something like Apple Fitness, which I subscribe to and uh, uh, don't use as often as I probably should, was that early on, none of their, none of their fitness instructors looked like me mm-hmm. yeah you know there was nobody 
there was nobody who was bigger that was also active. And I feel like so many of these uh, fitness sites and fitness services miss out on that. You know, it's one of those things I do want to see someone who's bigger, who's, uh, you know, on an exercise bike or, or doing the, you know, doing whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And if you see those things, it makes a big difference and it makes you feel seen and it makes you feel like, okay, well, if they're doing this, I, maybe I can do it. Maybe I can give it a try. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they also, she also talks in this article about, um, uh, how it's even difficult for people who are instructors and uh, fitness teachers that um, they're they risk losing their careers and credibility if their bodies change and so they're told they have to stay a certain way and uh, you know it's um, it, it says it's also not a great way to assemble a workforce with intuitive understanding of what millions of inactive Americans need from them which is whether that's beginner level strength instruction or yoga pose modifications for larger bodies. So, you know, keeping instructors, making them have to look a certain way or be at a certain weight or whatever uh, doesn't always allow them to be open and understanding to other bodies, you know, other body types, other, other people who might be interested in trying some of these things, but maybe can't at this point do those things the way that you know the fitness instructor can mm-hmm. and i think yeah they're they're not really motivated most of those fitness companies aren't really motivated to make people healthier they just want your money right right you know that's all it really comes down to is they're just trying to get money they don't really ultimately they're you know the big higher-ups shareholders all that don't really care about getting you healthier they just want they want money dollars yeah right right which they're not tapping into a huge base of people that would be paying on a more regular basis not just like sure signing up at the new year because you're like you're doing that thing and then right going you know right give people the things that they're actually looking for that will keep them there long term and they will stay long term and they'll pay yeah. they'll pay for the services and they'll use yeah. them and be happy and if you have a happy customer they're going to stay. They're going to continue mm-hmm. using the service. So yeah. I did like the thing about the the YouTube guy, um, how he doesn't, you know, have a subscription or anything. He uses the advertising that he dollars he gets from YouTube, which is awesome for his, you know, to pay him. So that's pretty awesome. So I'm definitely going to check him out and see what what that's all about. Definitely. Definitely does some body weight exercises. Like you were saying how he doesn't use equipment or much equipment at all. So, right. Yeah. You know, there are people out there that are, that are starting to do these things. And there's, there's someone named Casey Johnston who developed an eight week starter course called lift off couch to barbell. And uh, it was started because she had an experience uh, uh, trying to pick up strength training and how uh it was difficult she tried a a beginner's program and when she got in the gym she realized she wasn't strong enough to lift a barbell even without any weights attached and so the bar the uh the bar itself weighs 45 pounds and that's a lot more than uh, lots of true beginners would be able to maneuver and so uh you know she's got this this um course that uh uh, helps people really get started. And it's been, it's become something that uh, she is doing full-time. It's, uh, 
uh, replaced the income she lost after getting laid off from a media job last year, you know? And nice. so, yeah, so it's, it's really neat to look at these things and there, you know, there are people doing fat yoga and, uh, uh, lots of different things they're starting to get into this and they're starting to cater to this audience that needs this stuff and it's it's really cool to see what's out there and you know one thing that comes to mind uh for me is that there's a there's a website uh called join it's j-o-y-n dot c-o and for the last few years they've been doing this thing it's movement for everybody and it's body inclusive encouraging and kick-ass movement classes and it's free uh, like totally free, but they have, um, the instructors are, uh, they are plus size people. They're bigger, they're bigger people who are doing these different kinds of activities and the classes, uh, I mean, they, they cover everything. Um, let's see, we've got, uh, uh, strength, uh, the, the high intensity, uh, there's cardio dance, Tai Chi, stretching, yoga, Pilates, meditation and recovery i mean it runs the spectrum and it really is there are things there's like a 10 minute cardio and strength um there's dance full body stretch uh all of these different things and they do them in ways that are that are really accessible so there's like a tap class and it's a seated version and so this instructor is sitting in a chair and she's doing uh these tap movements uh, from the chair yeah. So it really allows people to, it gives them a place to start. And then it goes deeper. There's like 35 minute full body Pilates. I mean, there's all this stuff, but the cool thing about it is that it's people that uh, don't, that aren't the ripped sculpted uh, fitness instructor that we've always been told is what you should be aiming for, because that's not realistic for most people. And that's not something that most people want, you know, it, it's like, uh, like the article said in the beginning, it a lot of people they want to lift their toddlers, they want to be able to get up and move around after being at a desk job all day. Right. And I think join is really interesting, and I do feel like it is um, maybe before its time. You know, it's like they started doing these uh, great classes and kind of getting out there. And I hope that uh, you know that it continues to to grow and that there's more to it uh, down the road. Because I mean, there's. 14 pages of, of classes that I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it is really cool what, um, uh, what they're doing. And I mean, they've got a ton of instructors, uh, you know, it looks like maybe, I don't know, uh, about 20 different instructors that, uh, run the spectrum. So, uh, it's things like that. We need more of this. And if we can get more of these kinds of things, then, uh, I think we'll see people get more active and, and try different things, but you know, it's just a, just a matter of um, giving people what they're looking for. You know, I think that's, that's important. There are, there are options out there. So I think you just got to do a little digging, um, find some of these classes that are, they have some modifications for different body types and abilities, you mm -hmm. know, don't, don't feel frustrated when you, you're not seeing it right away, but definitely you got to dig a little bit. There are some classes out there for you if you want to, if you're looking for something to be a little bit more active and you've struggled before, there's a lot like this join thing. I think it's really good. I'm going to definitely check out that YouTube instructor thing and see what he's all about or whatever they're 
Nice. Yeah, yeah. we'll put up, we'll make sure that there are links to all these things in the uh, comments for this episode. Yeah. So you can check them out for yourself and kind of see what's out there. Uh, and and we'll, we will definitely link to uh, the article uh, on the Atlantic. It's yeah. again called what the fitness industry doesn't understand It's by Amanda Mull. And it's, it's great. I, I, I really felt like I could identify with this article it really it it, it reached me deeply because it's very yeah. much uh, what i felt like my personal experience was so yeah yeah check it out back some memories of that presidential test thing that i didn't, didn't know that's what it was called but right <laughs> presidential fitness presidential fitness test yeah thanks president whoever. yeah right whichever president thanks <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well that was a that was a fun journey i'm i'm excited about checking out some of these other resources so yeah yeah and one more thing with the with this article it is it's long and there's a lot there's a lot more so it is absolutely uh worth a read you know just to kind of it, it really lays out um you know how we got to where we're at and how the fitness industry is slowly uh changing in little ways but you know that's how a lot of change starts so yeah check it out awesome cool thanks everybody all right until next week until next week bye-bye bye thanks for listening to heavy conversation be sure to like and subscribe on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. <laughs> podcasts.